Welcome to episode 20 of ThriftyCast. This is Eric. And this is Kathleen. And today's topic is before and after. All about taking those found thrifted objects and just making them special. Just doing something to them. Yeah. So we haven't talked to you in a really long time, but we're back. Yeah. We're excited. 20. We can't believe it's 20. And we keep saying, like, yeah, we're going to get on some regular schedule. There's going to be a schedule, and here we are. Yeah, and we've decided that our schedule is not having a schedule. So. Right. Anyway, but here we are. Did you, did you, you seem excited about your find of the week. I keep sniffing my find of the week. <laughs> yeah, it's a little it weird. it smells really good. Um, okay, so I walk into um, a Salvation Army, and... You know, they have all the books out. And I always, always, always check books. It's one of the first things I check. But there's always the bottom row where you have, like, bad coffee table books and things like that. But I always look because you never know. And it finally paid off because I have the March of 1943 Side Boy. Um, The fact that it's called Side Boy is funny because (laughs) it's basically a monthly yearbook for the Navy. Oh my god, uh-huh. that's awesome. And he hid it from me, so I, know. I didn't get to see it till now. So yeah, it's there's a midshipman's day. It's basically a bunch... Oh, I love the graphics. I know, the graphics are amazing. Um, we'll have to take some pictures since yeah. we're ooing and eyeing over it. Yeah, they're kind of art deco-y, but it's basically a yearbook with just a bunch of 1940 <laughs> sailors in it. So, Ooh, hello. Um, hello, side boy. So, uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it's a really interesting little piece of history. Yeah. Wait, can I smell it? Sure. Um, it's a little interesting piece of history that uh, hmm. you kind of don't get any other way. There's something about yearbooks. It's that fake sort of created history. The fact that it comes out, I, I guess it came out monthly because it's, you know, March 1943. But um, really getting to see what things were like, especially in the thick of World War II. United States Naval Reserve Midshipman School. Wow, yeah. that is specific. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's an absolutely beautiful book. Smells great. Mm. And just a really interesting piece. So, cool. so yeah, um, I think the moral here is that always check those shelves that you usually don't think you would find anything on. And the side of this, aside from having cute little anchors on it, is kind of unassuming. <laughs> Um, and it's just sort of like a navy with like a gold type in it that's worn down a little bit. So um, you really got to keep your eyes peeled. But I'm really thrilled with this. I feel like the beautiful. other the other lesson is don't be afraid to sniff your books. Yes, it smells like a high school library. Yeah, it smells like my high school library. Right. I you know I have a feeling high school libraries now just smell like you know Macintosh. I know. I know. Whatever Macintosh smell like. Um, I don't have my finds of the week with me, but I have two. Um, one is, I was telling Eric about this earlier, and I think I may have actually put something on uh, Facebook about this today. I popped into the thrift store last night trying to actually find something for work. Mm -hmm. Another good lesson about thrifting, never go to a thrift store looking for something specific. Yeah. Because you will probably not find it. Unless it's chicken soup for the soul. Yes, or the Left Behind series. Yes. Um... But I needed something that's too boring to describe. Anyway, I did find a really nice dish towel embroidered. It says Wednesday, and it has a dog with a bow looking really cute. It's in decent shape. Um, no other days of the week, but that's okay, because Wednesday is an awesome day. And I was very excited. So that I just found last night. Um, last weekend, Eric and I went out thrifting, and I found a nice pair of 
paint by numbers on black velvet. The oh. first black velvet paint by numbers I have ever purchased. Um, but the best thing about them, they're sort of birds. They're, you know, they're mm -hmm. nice. They're nicely framed. On the back, two sisters did them. One sister did each one. I think it was like 67 or 63. I don't remember. They're not terribly old. Um, but it's just really sweet. It says who did it. And I think maybe they gave it to their mom or their grandma. Anyway, that, that was sort of my last weekend find of the week. Mm -hmm. um, and those are pretty great. Oh, and I also found, sorry to be all unable to make a decision. I found that boxed paint by number. Remember the, the kit that was... Yes, the unfinished. Unused. Still shrink-wrapped, right? Yes, still mostly shrink-wrapped. In vintage-y. Yeah, um, and that was really fun. It's an oil painting kit, so, you know, those oil paints from the 70s are going to be really hard. Um, uh -huh. I don't know that I'll ever open it, but it's nice, so I'll take a picture of that, too. It was a big paint-by-number week for me. Right. So, there you go. That's my, those are my finds of the week, because I can't decide. Ooh. Good stuff. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's the fact that we're getting back into cold weather, but I really feel like things are picking up at the thrift. I feel like we had a couple disappointing weeks in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Midsummer. But now I feel like every time I go out, there's something that's really interesting that um, you don't see very often. So Yeah, I still feel like housewares are a little tapped out. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else is experiencing that, but they just seem empty. Yeah. I mean, it's not even that there's stuff that I, I'm not finding what I like to find. Mm -hmm. It just seems like maybe people are just buying more of it, but I don't know. I don't know if you're seeing that where you shop. And, I mean, it also, I guess, depends on what you're looking for. I did see, yeah. it, it wasn't anything that exciting, but it was just kind of a nice new Fiesta plate today and it's like mm -hmm. you don't run into fiesta stuff often even the new stuff yeah what color was it it was white so nice and basic although yeah. the problem with fiesta white is that it gets so scratchy yeah. and and kind of dulled up it and shows this, metal marks it, really clearly exactly and this was no exception like this mm -hmm. was scuffed and stuff but st oh i wonder what would happen if you took a magic eraser to that i don't know that's like ooh, good we'll question to, we'll have to either be willing to buy one or sneak a magic eraser in oh in a yeah ziplock, moistened I would Already moistened. I would totally do that. I would too. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I'm all for thrifting lately and housewares. Like, I feel like I'm with you tapped out. Yeah, and it's not that I need anything. I right. mean, if anything, I need to not buy another bowl, decorative plate. Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's what I'm drawn to. Well, and I'm having a Melmac renaissance. I don't know why. <laughs> um... I have, you know, I've always kept Mel Mac. I don't have a complete set of anything, but, you know, a lot of mix and match colors, and I just kind of change my kitchen around so I have a place to have them out, and they're more accessible, and I'm actually using them a lot more. The stuff that you use, like, do I really need a butter dish? Has anybody really needed a butter dish since the 70s, except for, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas? No, not really. No. Um, no you're right. Uh, Mel Mac sugar and creamer and... You know, the fact they're that... They're the cutest. I know, they're adorable. And I think what I'm going to end up doing as I find more and more sugar bowls, I'm going to find a place to put them all out. But I want to do it in a way where they, they're actually storing stuff that I use regularly. Mm -hmm. um, cufflinks. <laughs> very big cufflinks. I'm actually thinking about putting a shelf up in my bathroom mm -hmm. and having like the all the sugar bowls out. 
Um, I just don't know what I would put in them that would, they would actually be a good use for in the bathroom. Q-tips. Q-tips, that's it. Cotton balls. Yeah, I don't really use cotton balls. Those little flossers? Yeah, I guess I could start using those. <laughs> I don't think I'm... I don't think with my glide floss I'm really getting back there to the extent that I should, so yeah. But actually, if any of you have any thoughts about how to use Melmac sugar bowls in a way that you're not using them just to use them, but they would actually be a very practical application, I would be much obliged. So thank you. Okay, today's, yeah. today's topic. Okay, so before and after. This was prompted, we, we've talked about this for a while, we talk about recording way more than we ever record. And this came about, um, I think, because I bought those end tables. Oh, I love and those end tables. And that just kind of got us started. And then Rose was nice enough to uh, to post a really beautiful cabinet that oh. she redid. I mean, have you seen it? On I haven't. Oh, my God. Go look on Facebook. Uh-huh. Really beautiful. I mean, she saw something that was not very nice and turned it into something amazing. I didn't do that much, but I was still excited about what I did. So I found Eric was with me in the basement of the Salvation Army um, to, I don't know, 50s? I would say late 50s, early 60s. Rounded, kind of, there There are pictures up on our Facebook mm-hmm. page. Um, rounded side tables. I'm using them as end tables, mm-hmm. one on each side of my couch. Like the back is flat, and then there's a, sear- like the top... Shelf is shorter than the middle shelf. It's shorter than the bottom right. shelf. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I got that the other way around. Top, short, medium, and long going yeah. down. They look like tongues, sort of, if you think about it. But anyway. If you had three. Yeah. yeah. They were $5 each. They were wood, laminate, something not in great shape. It had. It was like a plywood. Like, it had layers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, there was a veneer that was coming off and had some damage to it. So, bought a can of paint. Actually, Eric helped me come up with the color. He suggested eggplant. What was your original choice for that? I don't remember. I think it was... Actually, no. I, I know my first was butter yellow, and you kind of shot that down. Yeah, I did. I did. But eggplant came up. And I, I think I probably went a little more in a grape direction than eggplant. But purpley. Mm-hmm. Um, the paint cost more than the end tables, which mm-hmm. I think is something we should talk about in the whole topic of before and after. Uh Uh-huh. You just want to think about that as you're coming up with your grand plans. And this really wasn't a grand plan. I mean, this involved painting and a number of coats. It did not cover really well. Um, And a lot of sort of up and down and flipping it. You know, so it took some time. And it's gonna... They're gonna get another coat of paint when fall comes around. It was starting to get warm when I painted... And it was oh. just, it was hard to get it to dry well, so I wanted to stop and just use them. But mm-hmm. once it cools down and it's not so humid, they'll get another coat of paint, and they're going to get a shellac. No. Well, coat. you know, I mean, the temperature's already pretty far down. It might yeah. be time. Yeah. yeah. So, I love how those turned out. I'm really happy with them. I, I had two mismatched, I have matching couches, and I had two mismatched tables that were fine. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like the matched tables really add the color is good, mm-hmm. um, and they're nice. They they hold books really well, and they just they're a good height for my couches. Yeah, I'm really happy. So ten bucks for both tables, um, whatever time it took me to get them home and paint them, um, and the paint ended up being like sixteen or eighteen dollars um, at 
Home Depot. So that was sort of the most expensive part of the project. Considering how well they turned out, I think that's absolutely well worth it. The catch, though, is you don't know how good they're going to turn out when you're making an investment for those kinds of supplies. Yeah. Like, you may have hated the purple color and not known. Sure, sure. And and if you were thinking, ooh, I spent my 10 bucks and now I'm done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did buy decent paint. I didn't cheap out like I often do when I buy stuff like that. Right. But just to factor that in, I mean, do you want to... Do you want to make a big investment, say, and, mm-hmm. and decide you're going to do something like painting or more reconstructing and then find out, like, right. oh my gosh, I've damaged something or I've invested all this time and money. I think it's kind of knowing your abilities and your lack thereof. And I'm not very handy. I wish I was handier than I actually am. Mm-hmm. So something like this was perfect because it was really hard to screw up. Right. Well, and there's, yeah, there's no stripping and staining where you end up with uneven and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, which you know, I have done. My favorite thing about the color, actually, of uh-huh. those is that it looks it looks really good with kind of your moss-colored couches, uh-huh. first of all. Like, it has those muted tones, but all your tchotchkes are lighter. So yeah. if, if you put, like, a light yellow vase on that on that really dark purple table, it mm-hmm. really, it's striking and it really calls attention to whatever you put on them. It just, it's beautiful. It worked out perfectly. Which, I wonder how much of that's just luck. I think a lot of it is. I, I think also I really liked those tables. I mean, mm-hmm. I just, it would be sort of hard to screw those tables up. All I did was slap right. paint on them. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's my story. Okay, and on the other side... <laughs> Here is a before and after don't. Um, Kathleen and I are now sitting in my apartment, and I'm looking at the dire consequences of a very poor before and after choice I made, which is um, the worst thing you can do is to have a tube of very strong art glue and some leftover Scrabble tiles. It started off, I made these, I just got a thin corkboard that comes in rolls, and I glued uh, Scrabble tiles to it, four by four, and... um, I was very careful to be random when I put the, the letters down. So I ended up with these great, really cute coasters that I liked. I'm holding them now. They are yeah. really cute. So like I said, it's 4x4, four four, so there's 16, um, you know, uh, tiles on each coaster. I was left then, you know, that came out to, what, 64, I guess? So I was left with... Uh, 36 tiles left over after I made four coasters. And I didn't want to make any more coasters. I'm fine with four. And I was looking at these tiles and I'm like, you know, I really want to do something with this. And then I had them spread out on my, you know, $20 cheap Ikea coffee table that I've been telling myself for a long time I'm going to replace. And then suddenly it made perfect sense to me that I would glue the Scrabble tiles on the surface of the table and eventually cover the entire surface of the table with Scrabble tiles. I think when it's done, it's going to look amazing. <laughs> Here's the problem. What? <laughs> Here is the problem. Again, Scrabble board, 100 tiles. 100 tiles covers less than, uh, if, if you're laying them side by side, like maybe uh, 4 inches by, I don't know, uh, a foot? 6, 8? Yeah, you're I probably right longer. Foot. It's longer. So... You know, even though this coffee table is really small, it's a lot of surface. Mm-hmm. And I've used those original 36 <laughs> tiles in another 100 from another Scrabble board I thrifted and, and cannibalized. Um, it looks ridiculous. 
uh, it's going to take me forever to cover. And one thing that you all need to keep in mind before you go nuts with Scrabble tiles is that apparently the age of the Scrabble board dictates the size and color of the Scrabble tiles. So the newer they are, the bigger and lighter the wood is. Um, so those original 36 tiles are darker and smaller, and then I have a block of other tiles. So now I also have to start worrying about how old is this Scrabble board that I'm thrifting, and will it go, you know, I'm going to have to start storing up different ages so I can get at least some kind of pattern going on. So um, that would be the opposite of your before and after. It's a much bigger project and more complicated, and I planned less. And now I'm kind of in the middle of something that I kind of can't get out of. Also, and you had no control over this. I don't know if anybody reads Ready Made magazine, mm -hmm. but they do this sort of challenge sometimes. And the challenge was what to do with Scrabble tiles. And the woman who won tiled the floor of her entranceway. Mm -hmm. to, I mean, it was a very small, it's bigger than Eric's coffee table, but not by much, maybe double the size. Mm -hmm. She did her entranceway in old Scrabble tiles and it looked great. But I think that enough people read that magazine mm -hmm. and there have been sort of enough Scrabble tiled crafts out there mm -hmm. that they are difficult to find. They're harder than they used to be. <laughs> I found one board at six thrifts last Saturday, too. And it's gonna it's probably gonna take as I'm sitting here looking at the surface of my coffee table, it's probably gonna take at least ten full scrabble boards. Well, and again getting into cost. Yeah. I mean this has quickly gone from, oh my gosh, I'm sort of reusing, you know, scrabble games that are missing some of their tiles into I mean you're not gonna buy them new or something, mm -hmm. but into more of a search and a willingness probably to spend more money maybe mm -hmm. than you would have at the beginning. Is well, that accurate? Or? I, I would absolutely say that. And um, the weird thing is I'm starting to have guilt over this too because every time I, I thrift <laughs> a Scrabble board, it has all 100 tiles. So basically I end up, I, I end up cannibalizing these Scrabble boards that are actually usable as Scrabble boards, and there's something that feels very wrong about that. Yeah, people could be playing Scrabble. Exactly, and Scrabble's a great game. I love Scrabble. It is a really good game, and actually, looking at these tiles kind of makes me want to play it. I, I get that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that is just sort of a, a downside. I also, I mean, I think I have stuff in my apartment that, well, I've gotten rid of a lot of it, that was mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm going to buy this, and I'm going to dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna turn it into this. I'm gonna paint it. I'm just gonna find, you know, I have a lot of sort of befores that never turned into afters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Which, if you have plenty of storage, say you live in a house that has like a barn, you know, you're you're fine. And especially if you're a very organized person who knows how to get to stuff and you're motivated to keep doing it, that's fine. But yeah, what, what I find happens, if I'm not careful about it, if I think, oh, this is beautiful, I'll use this later, if it's not something that stores very compactly and well, like books are fine, if you want to use them to to clip or anything like that, or to photocopy out of, that's fine, but other stuff, ouch. Yeah, we've learned some things. Oh, yeah. Um, but, but, I will say, I mean, when you're done with this, you're going to have a cool-looking coffee table mm -hmm. that's unique. Yep. That, I don't know, it's going to look better than it did before. No offense to your Ikea coffee table. Right. And, you know, part of the, I think part of the before and after, too, is that, you know, you can get sort of newly bought cheap materials and really turn them into something kind of interesting and special. Mm -hmm. Like an Ikea coffee table. 
I think it's nice too. You you sort of look at things at the thrift mm-hmm. store with new eyes. Yeah. As opposed to looking and saying, "Oh, this is you know scratched up or this is mm-hmm. this." If you can look at it and think, "Ooh, what could I turn this into?" Or what could I do to make this um, workable? I, I decoupaged that um, metal paper thingy mm-hmm. that's on my desk now. And it was so cheap at the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. And I've already gotten compliments at work. People well, yeah, are like, oh my god, that's so cool. Where'd you buy it? But it's really did. pretty and really it. striking. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, a before and after ongoing success. If I could talk about that. Yeah. Um, Again, books, can't say it enough. Books are always my go-to. I've started, you know, people talk about altered books. Kathleen, you were the first person who ever mentioned it to me. But, you know, you take a book that you like the outside of for whatever reason. Um, Right now I'm looking at a um, 1960 algebra textbook that has this great kind of geometric pattern on the front. Um, And... I really have no qualms whatsoever about cannibalizing an algebra textbook. I just, I'm <laughs> You're fine with that. You're never going to read it. Right. No one, hopefully, would ever, oh, I'm, I'm probably, like, infuriating some math teachers out there, but. Um, Sorry. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't really need it. So, um, I've taken the book and just started writing things in big marker directly over the text and, uh. I'm really, I could see doing this in an ongoing way because I always find books where the content isn't really interesting, but the covers are great and they're very, it's sturdy paper and the books are really well constructed. But I love the idea of taking them and turning them into journals, turning them into photo albums. In um, the book, this particular book, the uh, algebra textbook, what I'm doing is every time I go see my therapist, <laughs> um, and as a therapist, I would like love other clients to go out and do yeah. this as well but um you could suggest it to some of your clients yeah exactly i don't know why that didn't occur to me but um did i it absolutely did so i think that um <coughs> you know what, what i'll do is go through the book and then in, in big kind of chunky magic marker sum up every time i have a therapy session sum it up in a sentence or two write it in the book and then just glue in pictures that seem that sort of speak to me or that i think are interesting and so basically you end up with this great kind of weird journal that you then just store away and leave alone. And then at some point sort of pull out. Um, the great thing is having the experience with this and, and things like that, I'm thinking like, okay, well, I could have another book that I turn into a planner by um, just either uh, photocopying pages that I can cut and, and you know fit in just right and glue over with with a cover I like and glue some pictures in there um I like finding vintage postcards but my favorite and I love this uh found scraps of papers from thrifts Mm -hmm. that are are used as bookmarks or whatever else somewhere else uh like gluing those into into a uh into a uh a found book yeah, not long ago, I found that index card that in pencil somebody had in bubble letters written "Stop the Black Riots." <laughs> right. Remember? Right. 
and it was really kind of aged uh-huh. and a little bit yellowed. Right. And yeah, it was it was awesome. It went home with me well, in a book that I was buying. In by way of contrast, <laughs> in in a book of uh, Chicago photography, and of course we live in Chicago. Um, there was a small card for an organization or, or a, a one-person company called Happy Snatch, <laughs> which was um, a very intimate kind of personal care service. I forgot all about that. Yes. Yes, that was great. And I wonder what happened to, to that particular scrap of paper. Because, <laughs> yeah, just collecting those things and putting it in a found book, you end up with this product that's that's really interesting, it's really unique, it's really about you. And it sits very discreetly on your mm-hmm. bookshelf. Yeah, unless a mathematician comes over and pulls out your book. I actually took a class a couple months ago um, in altered bookmaking, a really brief class, uh-huh. like two, three hours. And in the class, the, the woman who taught it gave us thrift books. She had just gone and bought some hardcovers. And in the class, she just showed us techniques, and I hated the book I was working with. It was a good size, Mm -hmm. but there was nothing in the text. Mine is actually a little different. I Mm -hmm. use some of the text in mine. Yeah. There was nothing in the text that I liked. So I just used it for the class. I went home and I actually pulled out a hardcover copy of A Room of One's Own by Virginia Woolf. Oh, sweet. And I have had this book for years and I have never read it. But Uh to use it for this project, I had to read it. Mm -hmm. So I can now say that I've read A Room of One's Own. Um. And I've used it for my project. Um, and it's been really fun. I mean, I'm not done with it yet. But mm-hmm. but that has been kind of a good time. Yeah. So it's interesting. I mean, we have very different approaches to this. Oh, yeah. Um, I think mine yours... Has, I'm sorry. I, I was just about to say, I think yours is more artful and deliberate, kind of like our approach to furniture. Yours, yeah. <laughs> yours is more thought out and deliberate oh, and, and kind of more artful. And mine is, here's what I have, here's what I'm... Here's the association I'm making right now, and so, you know, you go with it. Yeah. I'll take any class that teaches a craft. Anything. If there's glitter involved, sign me up. Yeah, and it's weird. I don't... I don't. I took one pottery class, and... Wow. It was... It was a lot. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. Yeah. But anyway, so that's our, our sort of different approaches, and... It was nice. I, I can't believe I actually made myself read that book. I don't think mm-hmm. I was ever going to read it. So, you know, of course, we would love to hear about your uh, before and after projects and see photos on the ThriftyCast Facebook page. Yeah, and I actually made, um, I made on that page a before and after section. Ooh, nice. um, so you can see some of the things that we talked about tonight. We would love to see your stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also post anything else you would like to post there. We haven't checked our email in a long time. Oh my God. Unless Eric has checked it. I'm good about Facebook. Eric's usually better about email. I, yeah, I kind of forgot. That we had email? Yes. Yeah, we've been bad. Yeah. So it's thrift, we won't be from now on. So it's (laughs) thriftycast at hotmail.com. Um. And on Facebook, we're thriftycast. Right. So, uh, please, uh. Check out our page, um, like us, you know, both on Facebook and in the world. Yeah, friend, <laughs> friend us, like us, whatever we right. have to do. So, uh, and... Um, Tell your friends. And just go on the page and introduce yourself. Yeah, we would love to hear from you. Um, we were talking before we actually started recording 
about getting some sort of regular schedule, but we would just be lying to you and ourselves. So I think the, real- <laughs> the reality is we're going to continue to talk about doing this more than we actually <laughs> sit down to record, but we're going to really enjoy it when we do record and hope you do too. So we can't promise anything, but we hope to be back soon. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Have fun thrifting. <laughs>